You can be seated. I want to invite Pastor Steve Johnson to come up. Pastor Steve shared with me that his heart was stirred heavily this afternoon. That before we receive the word of what's next, that we take some time to address and make sure that there's nothing that's holding us back. Because we don't just have 50 years of the glory of God. We also have 50 years of the brokenness of our humanity. And we know God is good, but we also know he is holy. And he wants to deal with our brokenness. He wants to deal with anything that would keep us in bondage or hold us back. So, Pastor Steve, could you share your heart? And then could you lead us in a time of addressing those things of the past? Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Aaron. Yeah, I was hoping to go home and have a nap, but you know how God is. <laughs> no sleeping on the job, right? So anyway, um, yeah, he just started to deal with me. Sorry. <laughs> In regards to the past, you know, we celebrate what God's done. We celebrate all the good things. But what about all the hurts and the pain? All the words that have been spoken over the church. What about people that have been disappointed? What about people that have come and gone? What about the prodigals? God wants to heal. God wants to cleanse. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs that <clears throat> talks about the oxen in the stall. And you know, if the ox is in the stall, what happens? It makes a mess. And you know who's the ox? Me, you. And you know what? The Holy Spirit comes in and cleans up the mess. Amen. But let's go another step further with it. What do you do with the mess? You take it out, you turn it into fertilizer, and you put it around the plants, out in the fields, and it grows more fruit. So we win both ways because God knows our humanity, right? Yep. <laughs> so God says that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, right? Yep. And he cleanses us of all unrighteousness. And I felt that for this church to begin to spring forth new, we need to erase the bad and all the ugly that the enemy has put on the church so that it's free, it's cleansed, it's a new beginning, it's a new year of jubilee for the church to move forward in the things that God has. And God wants nothing but the best. And you've got two pastors right here that want the best. And you know what Kauai means? The Garden Island. And when God created, you know, the heavens and the earth, he planted the garden right there. And God came and visited Adam and Eve in the garden. This is the Garden Island. He wants to come. He wants to visit. He wants to touch. Amen? Amen. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer, because <clears throat> I can go on and on here. 
<laughs> for a lot of things that God's done in the past. But anyway, I want to lead you in a prayer. And what I want us to do is take ownership where we stand in the gap for those in the past, right? Because people that we've dealt with, you know, in counseling and stuff, and when we go into generational curses, that person has to take ownership of their family tree. So let's take ownership of the past, what the devil's trying to do, just of that sin. We're going to ask God for forgiveness, and then we're going to put it under the blood. And so what I want us to do is take it to the cross. And, you know, for years I used to just get tired of God. I take it to the cross, but it seems like it follows me everywhere I go after that. But what I'd like us to do is something different. I'd like to take it to the cross, and we're going to leave it at the cross under the blood of Jesus, and we're going to pass through the cross into resurrection life. <laughs> Does that sound like a winner? Come on, let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Father God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for this weekend. We thank you, Father, for all the people that have walked through these doors. And even when we didn't have these doors, Lord, before that, all the people, Lord. But, Lord, we lift up all the sins that have been around. Whether they're big or small, no matter what it is, we're not here to judge anybody or do anything, Lord. But, God, we pray for your mercy, your grace. To be upon these generations of the past. And Lord, we thank you that we take ownership and we stand in the gap, Lord. And we break every stronghold of the enemy, every lie of the enemy, and we pull them down now. And Lord, we take them to the cross now and we nail them to the cross, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, right now to cover it with your blood. All the sins of the past, everything, Lord, that has been wrong, Lord, whatever it may be, Lord, you know. And, Lord, right now we take a step. And let's all just take one step forward that we're stepping into resurrection life, that this is behind us, it's over with, and this is a new day that God's springing forth, this church, and that the garden is ripe, the fruit is ripe, everything that God has for this church God is ready to spring forth a whole new uh, realm of believers and new people. There's people, the prodigals, God's calling back home. And we're going to start seeing families being restored. Everything that the enemy has tried to hinder, God is restoring because he's a God of restoration. Amen. So thank you. Hallelujah. Come on. God is going to take the crap of our past and turn it into the fertilizer for the harvest of our future. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just have a continuation of the vision that Shannon shared with us this morning that, you know, she had this picture of the Spirit coming upon us like gold dust and as we were talking about messes tonight, I just, I can't help but picture Pigpen, the, the character from, from the Peanuts gang, right? There's this little boy that just walks around and he's always surrounded by a cloud of dust. And uh, that, that dust would, would touch everything that, that he comes into contact with everywhere that he goes. And I just, I pictured each of us like Pigpen. 
the brokenness of our lives, the mess of our sin, and it didn't just affect us. It touched everyone around us and, and impacted our relationships and our family. Oh, but we came to the cross, and the blood of Jesus covered us, and God began to clean up our mess. And as we go through the cross into resurrection life, I see that we still look like pig pen. But the cloud around us is no longer the mess of our sin. Now it's that gold dust that Shannon was prophesying. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And now everywhere we go, instead of touching people with the mess of our brokenness, we're touching people with the glory of the goodness of God, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Whew, and so my prayer tonight prophetically is, Lord, send us more pig pens. Send us more pig pens, Lord. Come on, we're ready, God. We may think we're ready. We may find out that uh, we may find out the hard way that we got some work to do. But Lord, send us more pig pens. Send us more people in the mess of their sin, in the brokenness of their lives. And Lord, we declare tonight we will be faithful to shepherd them to the cross. We will shepherd them to the cross, and then Lord, you'll take over from there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Take us through the cross. Take us to that place of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord God, let us no longer be affecting people because of the mess of our sin, but let us be touching people by the grace of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Use our humanity, God. Use our brokenness. Let it not be a bondage that hinders the church. Let it be the testimony that advances the church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Pastor Sam. Yes. You know, this is a holy exercise tonight. It's not just uh, an experience that we're going through. It's a holy exercise of faith. We had a prophetic time a number of years ago, and Bill Hammond amazing uh, apostolic prophetic voice was getting us out of ourselves and stirring up and moving out in faith. So one of the real quiet ladies in our church, she gave a word to a guy that had come from Alaska and he came specifically for that meeting. And I wouldn't have had the courage, but she held his hands and she gave the word of the Lord that God had given her. She said, I see a car in heaven surrounded by praise. And the man broke down and began to weep and weep and weep. In other words, there's prophetic answers that are here tonight. It's not just we're, we're doing this exercise, but there's a prophetic answers that are here. I don't think I would have had the courage to say that. She said, I see a car in heaven surrounded by praise. The man had lost his son in an automobile accident and listen to this. He did not know his spiritual condition, 
But God sent this man from Alaska down to Grace Bible Church. Our, your church here. God sends people here for answers to come to their lives. And it's not just, we're doing a holy exercise tonight. Exercise your faith. Release your faith. And there's prophetic things. God's already spoken to a number of you. You just got to get out of your chair and do it. All right? Let's, let's, let's move out in faith. Father, thank you. You said your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. And I thank you for just stirring up the whole congregation tonight. Let the word of God flow out. Let the simplicity of what you've done and what you're doing in this congregation flow, flow tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, yes. Come on, let's release the gift tonight. Let's release the gift tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If you've got a word over the church, you've got a word over an individual, release the gift tonight. I just have an added word. If you want to sit down, you can sit down. If you want to stand, you can swing. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, I see a picture puzzle. Have you seen beautiful puzzle, picture puzzles, and they're just beautiful scenes? And for a couple of days, this has been burning and churning in my heart. I see it's a, it's a picture puzzle, and it's a picture puzzle by God, the, the originator. He has named it, and it is His church. And it is called Kauai Bible Church. He named it long before we came. And what I see so strongly in my spirit is a, the thing that makes a beautiful puzzle are the individual pieces put together. You have a puka, and it's like all you see is that puka. You, you know, it's like, wait, you want to complete the puzzle. The scripture came to me, so teach us to number our days. This is part of the, as going along with Pastor Steve, going along with what uh, has, I believe God is wanting every individual in his church to number, understand, I have a certain time. And what I was seeing with this is it started with a little group of students. That was one part of the puzzle. And then Grace Bible Church up in Honolulu was a major part of the puzzle that they said, we're going to, they had an airplane that they would fly over all the time. I heard all the stories about the airplane, so forth. That's another part of the puzzle. And then we had Pastor Steve Johnson and Faye. That's another part of the puzzle that brought in couples and prayer and intercessory and did such a beautiful job in, in getting all of this land. And then with the Marchants, building the buildings, the parsonage, that's another part of the puzzle. Then we, the Jacksons were here, and they did a beautiful part. Even Barry and Eileen were a beautiful part for four months. They pastored this church. They cared. They loved. They took care of the sheep. That's another part of the puzzle. 
And, and then we had the honor of coming, and we had a part of the puzzle. So we all have parts, but we all have a number of days that God assigns us to do what He is speaking to our hearts. I want to challenge you, Kauai Bible Church. You do your, you individually are a part of this puzzle. What has God spoken to your heart that you could do that could make this church a greater? I see, I think of the scripture line upon line, precept upon precept. That's how this puzzle is put together. That's what makes a beautiful picture for this community to see that we would no longer be a stink, but that we would be a beautiful place, a place of security, a place of love. It, God, you want to love people when they come, no matter how bad they stink, no matter how bad they look, love them. Love them. Love them into the kingdom of God. This morning during the service, I was taken back to a scene in the beginning when Stephen Fay came. And Richard Holland, which is Kevin Connors' pastor, was sharing with them. He said, no matter what, keep planting seed and you'll get the harvest. And he said, people have planted seed long before you got here. And you're going to reap some of that harvest. And I feel like it's harvest time. But Jesus said, look unto the fields. If you're not looking, you won't see the harvest. If you're not looking at your neighbors, if you're not looking at where you work, if you're not looking, you won't see the harvest. Seeds have been planted. And I really believe it's your harvest time. But if you don't look, you won't see it. What's your expectation from the Lord? What's your expectation about your neighbors? What's your expectation about your family? If you've been praying, if you've been believing, we were talking to Lorraine's daughter. How many times she prayed for her and she hid in the church and everything, but God has brought her through. Look at all the testimonies, but God's only starting. This is the year of Jubilee, right, they said? But you know what, it's starting on. What are the next 50 years, as he said this one, what are they going to look like? It's harvest time. But if you don't open up your eyes and say, God, show us the harvest, you won't see it. He said, look, so many times we're blinded because we're just stuck inside the four walls. The harvest isn't in here. The harvest isn't in here. I'm a farm girl. We had to cut our hay all the time. We had to go out and collect the hay and bring it in. We raised corn. We had to go get the corn and bring it, and then you have to clean it. But God does that. We just love him. But I was reminded of those words, just keep sowing. And the seeds that people sowed before you got here, you're going to reap some of their harvests, some of your harvests. But if you don't sow, you don't reap. We planted seed. My, my dad planted corn seed all, every time. The, and the pheasants came and tried to eat it. He had to plant it again. Just keep planting those seeds, and you're going to get a harvest. It's harvest time. But where is your expectation? 
the expectation is on the Lord of the harvest. Amen. It's harvest time. I just have something really short to say. But as I was praying, I said, God, I give you all the glory that it is you that helped us to build this church and not us. And I, I just said, God, you, you're the one that we look to. And I just give praise to the Lord Jesus for helping. Because I knew nothing about being a pastor's wife when I came here and, and you know, hide behind the, the, you know, the, the um, backside. But I said, Lord, you, I, I look back at what I was before. And I said, it's God that I give the glory to. And I just want to praise him and thank you that he is the one, and I've been praying a lot, and I, and I, that Jesus will be exalted in this church. And he is the one to love him with all your hearts and all your soul. And I just want to praise Jesus today for all he's done in our lives. Amen. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. What a wonderful Sunday and wonderful day. Pastor, God bless you and your dear wife and family. A few weeks ago, the Lord dropped a little thought into my heart that I'd like to share with you. The God of the past is the God of the future and the God of the now. He's no different. The God of the past who led Moses and Israel across the Red Sea, still delivers people. The God of the past that walked in the fiery furnace with Daniel's friends and delivered Daniel from the lion's mouth is still the God of today. He's the God of today and the God of tomorrow. God is the one that's in this world world that's going to win this battle between good and evil. There's no contest of the forces that are fighting against God. It's no contest. The God of the past. Now listen, Jesus came once, the past. He's coming again, the future. And that's what I'm looking for. I've asked the Lord for one thing, and <clears throat> I hope he'll grant it to me. I've got about eight little guys like this, some in arms, babe in arms, and the oldest one is about eight, seven or eight. <clears throat> They're great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and I've got prospect of three or four more. So... My prayer to the Lord is, Lord, let me live long enough in your will to <clears throat> tell these little ones as they get older about Jesus. Now, their parents and are doing it too, but I want to be a part of that and make sure they come to know the Jesus that I know. He's the God of the future. Amen. Yes. Amen. Pastor Merv hit the nail on the head with that. God is the God of the past. 
is of the God of the present and he's the God of the future. This morning, the Lord woke me up at 1.28 a.m. Praise Jesus. I was trying to get, I've been like sleep deprived. We came from our conference and I was just so tired, recovering from just a, a lot of spiritual warfare. But the Lord woke me up at 1.28. And it's kind of those times when he wakes you up that you know it's not just to wake up because you got to go to the bathroom. But it's the Holy Spirit wants to give KBC a word this morning. And he highlighted one, two, eight, past, present, future. And that two is the now. And he spoke to me that the two is you, KBC, and it's God. It's the joint partnership that God has brought you 50 years to this place. That that one was a time like um, Pastor Steve was saying of that, those fragments the brokenness, you know, that it was broken. But God says that he brought you of a place of divine partnership, divine relationship, divine place of provision because the eight is coming. And anybody who knows basic math knows that. That was a fraction. But God, two to the, not just multiplied, but two to the third power, exponential growth. And I saw the chart going, boom. And I say, not just the harvest of people, but a harvest of faith, an a harvest of prayer, a harvest inside of each and every one of us, that the character of God is going to be rooted and grounded in each and every life, that chooses to say, I want to be a part of what God is doing. I am a part of Kauai Bible Church. I am a part of what God is wanting to do in these islands, in my island, in my state, in my nation, and in my world. And in that one, two, eight, God dropped in the spirit of uh, the scripture, Genesis. Genesis 1, 28. And that's a very popular scripture. Let me read it so that I do not misquote it. But Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 reads like this. It talks about when God created man, woman, and male and female. And they were made in his image. And God took you these 50 years to conform you to his image. And it says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And when the word says God said, it means he not just spoke it, but he promised and he gave all the pieces that it would be fulfilled if we would walk in it. And so it's already, the fruit is already there. We just got to believe him at his word and step out and obey because it's there. It is there, it is there, it is there. And we got to own it. And God gave me, if you would let me, indulge me, two prophetic pictures. I saw as they were practicing worship, this kind of like this uh, roll of fabric. I think it's called a bolt of fabric. And in this roll, God told me, this is your now. That the past 50 years, it was God weaving the fabric that each and every thread was like each and every one of us and like you know small groups two or three if anybody agrees it's kind of like they got twined together to make that thread and in each thread like the threads came together and it wasn't a cheap fabric that easily wrinkles easily stains but it was a luxurious designer quality fabric that was handcrafted by the maker that I just saw the hand detail it was woven it was woven it was woven it was woven it was spun it was rolled together and it was sitting there was a process of getting that 
fabric to that place. But I saw as they were worshiping, it's kind of like, you know, um, a, a red carpet. It was rolled out down the aisle. And God says, this is the day, KBC, that I'm going to roll you out. He has formed you. He has made you. He has crafted you. And that was all good and well. But the best days are coming. You're going to usher like that wedding aisle. Usher in the presence of God. Usher in the king of glory. And not only is he going to walk and use you, but I saw that fabric being cut. And we're celebrating the life of Auntie Eileen. She was a wonderful seamstress. And I saw that fabric, it was cut and it was crafted, not only handcrafted to be a fabric, but handwoven to be garments, garments of beauty, garments of praise. And I saw it going around the world with the designer label of Jesus marked on it, marked by the presence of God, marked by his handcraftsmanship. Ephesians 2 says, 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he had created beforehand for us to walk in them. And God has created you for good works. You guys are such a loving church, such a serving church that your works have gone before you. And even on my island, we know that KBC is a wonderful, God-loving, God-serving church. And God is going to take you on places, 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 places beyond what you could ever think or imagine. And then the last picture I saw were these leather boots. And in the same manner, they were handcrafted. And they weren't fake leather, they weren't pleather, they, but they were real leather. And this idea of the Old Testament talks about living sacrifices, offerings of worship to God, that these animals were fully given to the Lord on the burnt offer, and they were skinned. And I saw that perhaps some of us have been such a long history in this church that they gave, and many lives have been given, many finances have been given to gifts and talents and hours and hours, and dreams have been laid down to build this house. And I just saw that it was kind of like God was preparing the leather for these boots and I saw these boots kind of sitting there and they were empty but then I saw Jesus come in and he stepped into those boots and he said now is a time where he's gonna walk in you because he's crafted you so give God glory Kauai Bible Church for the best days are yet to come Jesus is Lord and Jesus is King and his banner over you is love 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 thank you for walking in obedience to him Jesus, these boots were made for walking. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. We weren't crafted to sit in the closets. We were crafted to be the feet of Jesus. Whew, come on. I want to give a word, and I'm going to give this word with fear and trembling because uh, I just can't shake it. And, uh, um, you know, when you're the pastor of the church, you tend to bring in other people to prophesy over your church because it's hard to prophesy over your own church because you're so personally invested in it. You got to separate your your heart from, is this the word of the Lord? And, and uh, this is what God is speaking to me, and I'm just, I'm just going to be courageous to declare this. God was connecting the dots for me this weekend as we told the story of Kauai Bible Church. That all of the people that came when there was a call to plant a church on Kauai, right? Roy Kim came, and he ended up planting a church on Big Island. Russ Stewart came. He ended up planting a church in Kaneohe. Sid Sumida came. He ended up planting a church in Honolulu. Sam and Nancy went to Guam, right? There, there, there was this thing that God was showing me that before Kauai Bible Church was even a church, our very foundation was training church planters. 
our, our, the very core of who we are, the very thing that we were built upon was training those who would rise up and become great planters, great pastors, great leaders, apostles in the kingdom of God. And I just believe, and this is why I'm going to share this, like I said, with fear and trembling. I believe, Kauai Bible Church, that we owe a debt to the kingdom of God for what was sown into us. And I believe, as we talked about the beginning and the new beginning, that the beginning was that this was a place of training church planters. I believe the new beginning is going back to the same beginning. The Kauai Bible Church is going to be a place of training church planters. The very pioneer spirit that launched this church is a spirit that is going to be reborn in this church. And that there are going to be young leaders. And I'm speaking in faith because if there's one thing we lack at Kauai Bible Church, it's young people. It's high schoolers and college-age kids. And so I am just going to speak in faith that there is going to be a revival of young people that are hungry for God, those high schoolers that were hungry for God in 1971, that there is going to be high schoolers and college-age young people that are hungry for God, and there is going to be a pioneer spirit in them, that their vision is going to be too big for even this building to contain, and that we are going to train up, and that we are going to bless islands and cities and nations around the world with the young people that are raised up in this church that are going to go out and plant churches and build works and do great things for the kingdom of God. Jesus, come on. The new beginning is the same beginning. The same spirit. Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Let's worship. Let's worship tonight. You know, this past week, when Pastor Aaron asked us to share a prophetic word, well, the Lord showed me that there's a bunch of angels that started at the driveway. It's marching all the way around this property. And then I saw the old angels marching out the other side of the driveway. In other words, it's a changing of the guards. Come on. It's a changing of the guards. God's getting ready to do something. Then I saw uh, just a couple of days ago a large angel standing over the building. Huge big sword in his hand. And I felt in that word that God is putting that sword here. It's a different sword than you ever experienced in your life. And I see that as you start preaching the word it's not going to be preaching anymore. It's going to start shifting into the prophetic. And you're going to declare the prophetic word to this church. 
as you preach the word, and it's going to be the rhema word that's going to pierce the hearts of men, pierce the hearts of women, and it's going to start shifting and changing their hearts that they'll walk in one way and walk out totally changed because of the power of God that God will put in your heart. And that angel is there to be with you to guide you through that. And the rhema word is going to shift. And this is a, a kairos moment for this church that God is shifting things totally. The changing of the guards. There's a, I've seen in the past where we have changed garments on people. Like Samuel of old. Hannah would always come every year because he was growing up. And she would always change a garment, right? And bring a new coat to him. Well, I see with you folks, you've outgrown your own. <laughs> You're kind of tight, you know? And when we have to have a new coat, sometimes we go through things and it seems like things get, get uh, frustrating. That's because God's ready to shift you into another level. Because you can't flow into that prophetic unless you have a new mantle. And God wants to put a new mantle on you. So right now, Lord, we come and we lift our hands to you, Lord. And we thank you for Aaron. We thank you for Shannon, Lord. And we pray, Father God, that we strip them of the old garments, Lord, the old mantles, God. And, Lord, we place your mantle afresh upon them, Lord God, that they're going to walk in a freedom, a liberty, Lord God. They're going to have such a, a favor, favor, favor on this island, Lord, and with the people, God. And we break the blinders of the people that drive by this place that, God, they're going to feel the presence of God from this church out to the highway, and it's going to break the stronghold. It's going to break people, and they're going to say, we got to come to this place to find out what's going on. So, Lord, we pray, Lord, that the word is going to burn into Aaron's heart. It's going to burn into his spirit. And he's going to have visitations from you, Lord, like he's never understood before, never seen before, never experienced before, Lord, that this is a new day. It's a new beginning. Lord, that you're shifting things even in the word, Lord, that he's going to have experiences, Lord, like he's never known before. And, daughter, you're going to start moving into a realm of wisdom, beyond your years you're not going to be sitting in the background you're going to be right up here in the front god's going to shift your spirit he's shifting you already he's he's transforming you he's renewing you your confidence is going to grow and multiply and increase and you're going to begin to see the supernatural like you've never seen before grow inside of your spirit and there's going to be boldness and there's going to be supernatural things that are going to begin to happen here there's going to be things that you've never even seen that god says i'm going to, i want you to declare it and it's going to begin to happen it's going to begin to shift and change in your spirit like you've never seen. God's going to give you such wisdom that women will be changed. Just one word, one rhema word, and it's going to transform one person. And you folks are going to begin to see something different. You're going to raise up teams. I see teams. There's a prophetic word given over me years ago that there's going to be a team in these places. And God was going to take these teams out into the, into the nations. Now, I didn't get a chance to do that, but I feel that I give that over to you. <laughs> that same word that you're going to affect the nations. And you know what? The garden island here, let's go, because we've been talking about the garden. This is a garden island. And right in the midst of that garden, the tree of life exists. I mean, a garden island, think of that. It's so rich and so powerful that God's given it to you. So all the seeds that have been planted that we've been talking about, all the fruit is there for you to go pick. And I see Jesus having fruit on that tree, and he's starting to hand it out to the people. 
fruits of healing, fruits of miracles, you know, fruits of the prophetic, all kinds of fruits that are there. And Jesus is waiting for us to pick it off. So, Lord, release, release, Lord, your word upon them. Release a freedom that they've never seen. And, Lord, we thank you. You surround them, Lord God, with people that will grab a hold of your vision, Lord, and run with it, Lord God. And you're going to bring in new people. And, Lord, we're going to see couples grow, families come in, Lord God. We're going to see restoration of families of the past. The prodigals are running back here, Lord. And, Father, we thank you that you're stirring the hearts of people. And, Lord, we thank you that it's going to be your church, your people, your word, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for the humility of this couple, that you love them so much. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Man, I'm so blessed to stand here with tremendous ministers of the gospel, tremendous people of faith. Man, you guys, you're so blessed. This island has been so blessed with tremendous people that have poured into this island. And I'm blessed to stand here with you. I'm blessed by the legacy of this church. And um, it's going to take me a little bit to set this up, what the Lord showed me. Because uh, unlike some other people that got a prophetic word a week ago and they've just been <laughs> marinating on it, the Lord gave me a word when I walked into the sanctuary tonight. And um, I want to honor the worship team. You guys have just been setting an atmosphere of the presence of God. And uh, may the Lord strengthen your knees. Um. You know, if you're here tonight, you're a part of this legacy. You may not have been here the longest, but you're a part of this legacy. And I'm not just talking. This is part of the word that the Lord gave to me. And when I, when I came into the sanctuary, the Lord showed me a, 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 an image. It was just a snapshot because I don't get, like, awesome things like Pastor Bethany does, all these wonderful things. He just gave me a picture. That's all. And uh, it wasn't even a nice picture. It was a pothole. Anybody know potholes? I'm, I'm from Oahu, and we got lots of them. Jesus. Actually, it wasn't even a pothole. It was a water main break. Oh, even worse. And uh, I didn't even, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't, I, I didn't know what it meant. And then when Pastor Steve got up and he started to share a little bit about what God was doing, and he was doing some things, and when, when Pastor Dar came up and started to give a history of this island and the church and, and all these people that have come. And the Bible says that we lay things down line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And the Lord just began to show me, and I don't know if you've ever been, ever been to the continental U.S. We don't have this kind of rock here, but on the continental U.S., they've got sedimentary rock. And sedimentary rock is layers, layers of rock. And, it, you know, it might come down in a river and it, it comes down and eventually it settles down and it forms a layer of rock. And you can see all these strata, all of these lines. And I, 
I look at so many of the men and women of God that have poured into this place, your lives that have poured into this place, and I see lines of, of sediment and lines of foundation and, and lines of strength and, 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 and solidity. And then God gave me this passage of scripture in Genesis chapter 7 talking about the flood. It said in the 600th year of Noah's life, the 600th year of Noah's life, not the 50th year, the 600th year. Can you imagine the layers that that man had? 600th year of Noah's life. In the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day, listen, all of the fountains of the great deep were broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I believe that this is a word not just for this church, not just for this island, but for some of you. You thought you were going to come and just celebrate, but you're going to get it. That God's talking to us individually as well. That some of us have, have had these, these layers in our life. And maybe we've served the Lord for 40 years, 50 years, 100 years. And we've got these layers of having served God. And I want to tell you tonight that God wants to break out. That the fountains of the deep, God wants to erupt in your heart. That on this island, God wants to erupt in this island. And I saw a contrast in my spirit because if it doesn't erupt out of the ground like a, like, a, uh, like a water main break, how is it that the water breaks through all of that rock and just breaks out? The power of God can break through anything. But what happens if we don't allow that fountain to break out from the deep and we just leave the skin of asphalt over the top of it so it looks good? The next car that comes driving over it sinkhole. My friends, I want to challenge you tonight that in our personal lives, it's not about looking good on the surface and being ruined on the inside. But the fountains of the deep of the Spirit of God want to erupt on the inside of your heart. And I challenge you tonight by the Spirit of God to allow God's Spirit to erupt out of you and tear it up so that the things that have been broken, like Pastor Steve was saying, the things that have been ruined, the things that have been hard, the things that have been hurtful, that they can be destroyed, torn up, and they can be repaired. Amen. I love that it wasn't just the fountains of the deep that were broken up, but that the rain began to fall from above. That you, you, we're going to get it from underneath and on top. But what was so great about it, it was a great reset. And I want to declare that over this church tonight that there's a great reset in the hearts of the men and women in this church. I want to declare a great reset over this island. It doesn't just have to be another layer. It doesn't just have to be one more thing, but God's tearing it up. Behold, I do a new thing, saith the Lord. That God is causing a great reset to come. It's not forgetting the past. It's about grabbing a hold of what lies ahead. I want to say this with all the boldness in my heart, and this is not part of this word, but I believe it with all my heart, that Kauai can 
be saved. I believe it with all my heart that Kauai can be saved. I want to ask you for just a moment if you would allow the fountains of God from the deep in your heart to begin to erupt and to break off every constraint. Kauai is a hard place to do ministry. Only a few people will come. People are resistant to the gospel. People don't want to hear what I have to say. Forget all of that and let the fountains of the deep begin to break up. Let it break up the fallow ground in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray right now that Kauai can be saved. That everything that says no, let it be destroyed. That everything that says that it cannot be done, we cast it off. That everything that, that says that we cannot do it, that there's layers of this thing, that we're capped off. No, God, we say with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. We declare salvation to the ends of the earth. God, we, we declare salvation to the people of Kauai. Lord God, we declare the life of God in this place. And that you would break up the fallow ground and that a harvest is white in this place. Lord, I thank you for the breakup right now. I thank you for the great reset. We're going to embrace the reset, God. We're going to embrace the reset, God. We want the new thing. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Come up here, Tom. Wait just a minute because I, I want to continue on in, in what Jake was sharing. Uh, just to give some context, Jake, when you declared water main break, we had a water main break in June. In fact, there are several men in this room tonight who were knee-deep in mud with us as, as we were digging new lines and frantically trying to get water restored to the church. But we couldn't find the break. We knew there was a break because the water meter was doing this, and the water bill came, and it was, it was astronomical. Uh, so we knew there was a break, and we couldn't find it, and we were trying to find it ourselves because we didn't want to pay somebody. And uh, so we were asking people that knew, and, and we were talking to the plumbers, and the plumbers told us, if it's a water main, that means the water is pressurized, and pressurized water will always find its way to the surface. And so they told us, you just got to drill holes in your parking lots, and eventually the water will come to the surface, and you'll know where the leak is. So wouldn't you know it, we're out there, and we're drilling holes in the parking lot, and there's no water coming to the surface. And we're like, what is happening here? And, and so we continued to do more investigation, and we discovered that because of the, the way construction was done over the years, a little bit here, a little bit there, things were changed, this and that, that our water main actually ran through our seepage pits. And so where the water main busted, the water was pouring into the seepage pit, which is why it wasn't rising to the surface, and we couldn't find the leak. And so as you were... Uh, declaring that the water, the fountains of the deep breaking through to the surface. First off, it just gave redemption for all of us who were 
who were out there couldn't, couldn't figure out what was going on. But, but the Lord just spoke to me, right? The water is flowing in your life. The question is, is the water just falling into a seepage pit? Or is the water going to break through to the surface and find the lights and fulfill that prophetic word that Jake just declared? Come on. Let's not waste the water in the hole. Let the water break through to the surface. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tom, you got a word? I just want to add to what you said about training up people in this church. Um, we talk about the harvest and about planting seeds. And as you and I talked a little bit earlier today, the harvest has got to be with the high school, junior high, and college kids. If it's not, this church is going to die. The harvest has to be with the young people. There are, there are three, probably four high schools in our area with hundreds of people, hundreds of kids that don't know the Lord. They need to know the Lord. And unless, unless we work on that, finding someone that's going to, I'm not the one to do it. But it, unless we find someone that's going to go out and help the high school kids and the college, kids at, at, Kauif, at, the, at the junior college and the junior high kids, as they come up, the church is going to die. So we really need to pray for that. And I know some of us really are doing that. And um, that's all I have to say. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. I feel like God was just wants to tell me to kind of commission all of you guys that I just saw us all as lifeguards and we're standing on the beach and we're looking out and not just the pastors, we're not the only lifeguards, all of you guys are gonna be lifeguards. And there's people out there drowning because they don't know Jesus and they're dying and they're gonna go to hell. And that's, that's, that's hurtful, right, to think about that. But it's, it's reality. But there's also people out there that are on floaties you know, you see tourists here a lot do that, and they go way too far, and they start drifting. It's like, come on, don't go that far. Or, you know, even on surfboards, and they don't know how to surf, and they're just floating out there. And those are the kind of people that are out there that have been to church. They were raised in church, maybe, but they've walked away. They think they're saved. Oh, I said that prayer one time, but I don't need to walk for Jesus. And those people need saving, too. Those people need us to reach them. And so tonight, I just want to leave you with that as... You know, let's not just think about the lost, but let's think about those that maybe say they've gone to church, but they don't need that anymore. Those people need us too. And I know, and I know that that they we're talking a lot about the young generation and the the young adults. And there's so many young adults out there, even on this island, that just they they need to be loved. They need to not just be told to go to church, but they need to be loved. And so that's I think. For Kauai Bible Church, that's going to be our new mission is we're going to be lifeguards. And we're going to go get those people out of the water gently. We're going to love them. We're not going to drag them out of the water and throw them on the ground and do CPR. Maybe some of them, but we're going to love them. Amen. 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 <clears throat> you know, they say that when you're rescuing a drowning person, they are in such a panic that sometimes you got to smack them in the face to get their attention before you can save them. 
I'm just saying. That's uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Has this been good tonight? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whew, come on. What a weekend. You know, it's kind of like Christmas. You know, like Christmas, like you plan for it for weeks. You do shopping. You're thinking about the kids and, and all that kind of stuff and all this planning. And then just like that, and it's over. And then you just got carnage of wrapping paper in your living room. And whew, that's how it feels, man. We have, been, we have been planning this all year long and so looking forward to it. And it's just like, whew, the weekend is here and now we're wrapping up. But remember, right, uh, this is just the beginning, right? This weekend was an event, but the spirit of Jubilee over Kauai Bible Church is an ongoing encounter. And that's our heart and that's our belief. Praise God for 50 years. And Lord, as long as you choose to tarry, let Kauai Bible Church continue to thrive and take us from glory to glory, from calling to calling, from purpose to purpose. Thank you for this ground that we stand upon. Oh, that the way was paved for us to stand upon this ground. Now, Lord, Lord, use this ground to take us to the next level. Thank you for that, Jesus. We give you all the praise. We receive every word that was spoken tonight. Lord God, interpret it within our spirits. Lord, give us those promises to hang on to. Let that challenge, that commission inspire us and call us. And Lord, let us press forward in all that you have for us. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise one more time tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.